Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast with me, your host, Frank Flegg. And today I have a very special guest, Laura. Hi, Frank. Thank you so much for having me today. My pleasure. This is an unusual episode, guys, because Laura came on a webinar that I ran recently. And uh, I sometimes do this, a bit bit of a weird one, but I sometimes say, do you know what, guys, if any of you need any help afterwards, feel free to reach out to me. And I give my mobile number, my personal mobile number. Do you know, Laura, you are in probably the 1%, probably less than 1% of people that actually take me up on it and get in contact afterwards how's that make you feel well that must be the recruiter in me (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely so I um will always give 10 minutes of my time guys and we got to about eight and a half minutes on a phone call and I said to Laura look in order to answer all the questions you have Laura's asking me about how she should get into property she's a successful employee currently and wanted to grow her portfolio of properties from zero to some um how should I go about it Frank and I realized it was actually to do a service to do you service Laura I needed to probably give you a bit more of my time and I couldn't work out a way of doing that without it being a lose win as in me putting loads of time in to helping you for no compensation or you paying for my time which you couldn't afford (laughs) from our eight and a half minutes I recognize that so it's really important guys actually to recognize that a lose win is not a good result but uh, if you can turn it into a win-win then it's synergy and everyone is is benefiting and that's what Laura and I've done so in that last minute and a half of that call what I said to Laura is look I'll give you up to an hour of my time free of charge if you agree for it to go out on the podcast so an hour up to an hour of my coaching one-on-one which ordinarily I charge quite a lot of money for if you are willing for it to be broadcast globally Laura just so you know this podcast goes out globally and she said yes I will so Laura the uh, onus is on you to only disclose what you want to disclose I deliberately haven't said your surname and uh, and that way we can be really honest and open and I can really coach you to rocket propel your results forward so does that sound like a plan yeah let's do this Awesome. Awesome. So first off, would you like to, so it's just a normal coaching session, just me and you with a few people listening, right? (laughs) Describe your situation and describe what you want to achieve. So my situation, as you said, so I'm employee and obviously on that webinar that I attended, you spoke about being able to start a property portfolio with as little as 5k and straight away you piqued my interest. I thought, oh, I could do that. So I'm basically looking at the best way that I can invest my small amount of money (laughs) and make that kind of work for me in more of a a passive sort of income way. Great stuff. So for those of you listening, wealth is uh, not complicated at all. In fact, there's a book I was reading uh, a little while ago now. It was The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. That's it, Naval Ravikant. Um, And he says he's a very, very wealthy guy, self-made of Indian descent. Um, And he says, you can put me on any street corner in any city of the world and 
I think he says he will be a multimillionaire within five years. I think that's what he says. Um, and and that's with no contacts, no resources other than uh, what's in his brain. So his knowledge and skills and his mental attitude, basically, his mindset. And so that's the first aspect, Laura. The first aspect is we need to change your mindset or your current situation is perfectly adapted to your current results. What do you earn a year as a recruiter? So I'm on a basic um, of 40k and then bonuses is anywhere from sort of 50 plus. Not 50 plus bonus, so 10k. Yeah, 10k, yeah. Yeah, 10K plus bonus, so we're looking at 50 plus. Um, how much do you take home on a regular month? Well, so I get paid my bonuses quarterly, so on a normal month it's about 2,500 and then every quarter, I'll probably take home about 4K, three and a half, 4K. Always, guys, when you're doing this kind of analysis, always under-egg your results, okay? So 2,500, two months of the quarter, and then 3,000, three and a half to four. So we'll go three and a half then, one month of the quarter. So an average, and this is really helpful to do, an average there is 5K, seven, eight and a half, eight and a half grand. So what are we at? We're about 2,750 roughly. So two to three K, two and a half to three K every month. Great. What does it cost you to live? So what do you have left over at the end of a month? I do have things left over. (laughs) Now I've, so since that webinar, I have gone away and been a lot more strict with myself. I can do that but for me I have to have a reason why and I'm sure that other people are the same unless you've got a reason why it's really hard to be disciplined with yourself I find anyway so now I've got a reason why and I want to kind of get going on this track I have started to make sure that I'm putting away a thousand pounds a month okay and what was it for the last year how much did you save per month for the last year before that webinar it varied massively depending on what was going on but in my savings at the moment, I've got £3,000. And how long have you been working? How long has your employed life been? How old are you actually? I'm 30. So since I was 18. Okay, so here's a painful fact, Laura. I know, don't. <laughs> you know where I'm going, right? So you've been working for 12 years and you've saved £3,000. Let's, let's just work that out for a minute. Have I got my phone here? Yeah. I do own my own house. Hang on a second. Hang on. Stop Stop making yourself feel better. No, that is good. £3,000 divided by 12 years divided by 12 months is £21 a month you've been saving. Okay. So, and this is, I'm making this deliberately painful because we need to get you motivated and we need to have a, a, a carrot and a stick, right? So the carrot is passive income from property. The stick is, oh my goodness, I can't carry on as I've been going. However, you did mention your own house. So how much equity is in your house? house if you had to sell it swiftly i don't know and and this is this is something that i need to look into i need to get the property value so at the moment um i'm renting out to my (laughs) mum so yeah but i've got no idea what the value of the house is. i bought it four years ago now what did you pay for it i paid ninety-seven thousand pounds okay and what's your outstanding mortgage i don't know off the top of my head actually okay so here's the first thing for you to do laura and this is so important for you you guys listening what gets measured improves you have to know your net worth so if you don't know what your house is worth and you don't know what your mortgage is on it, you don't know how much equity is in it, which means you don't know your net worth. So you are very quick to say, no, it's not just £3,000, Frank. You know, I've also bought my own house. Great. But you might have got 100% mortgage. Well, you could, probably couldn't have got 100% mortgage four years ago, but you could have got a 95% mortgage. So there could be five grand in that, which doesn't change your, your savings rate that much. Or you could have a 50K mortgage, and in which case, you know, you've got significant equity in that property. So first thing, 
one house owned. Is that it? That's all you own in terms of property? That's it. £3,000 in the bank. Anything else significant that you own that has value to it? No. No. Okay. So what would you guess your mortgage is on that property? What's your best guess? You must have an idea how much deposit you put into the property or something. I think there's about 85 on the mortgage. 85k on the mortgage. So there's perhaps 10k equity. Okay. This is really important. The first thing I'm going to suggest you do is you go and play the game cash flow by a guy called Robert Kiyosaki. Have you ever heard of him? Rich dad, poor dad? Yes, I had a look at him when we spoke on the phone, actually. Awesome. Have you played his game yet, Cashflow? No, I need to all, I need to actually buy it first. <laughs> you can actually play it for free online against other people all around the world. So you don't have to buy it, but it is good to buy it for sure. I play it with my, uh, my boys quite a lot. On that, it will teach you the value of a balance sheet uh, and how a balance sheet works. And at the moment, assuming you have £10,000 equity in that property and assuming you have £3,000 in your bank, um, you have thirteen thousand pounds net worth which i'm going to be blunt laura because my job as a mentor is to tell you what i'm thinking honestly without filtering it and your job as a client is and i'm treating you as a as a coaching client right now your job as a coaching client is to hear me with an open mind and then decide what to do with that information does that make sense yes absolutely fantastic so you've been working for 12 years and you've saved up a total of thirteen thousand pounds for someone who's earning 50k a year or £3,000 a month, I think we said 2750 to have only saved £1,000 a year is really, really, really low. Do you agree with that or do you disagree? I do agree. However, I will just add in, I have only started earning this amount of money in the last maybe three years, just from getting into recruitment and, and getting into sales and, and being able to start earning commission and bonuses. Yeah, I think that's a valid point. That's a valid point for sure. Has it gone up massively, the rate at which you're saving? over the last uh, few years when you've been in uh, earning this money? So it, it did because I brought my house and then as soon as I brought my house, I didn't have a reason why to save anymore. So I just stopped, <laughs> which is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, it's really bad, but really common. So don't beat yourself up. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get that. I get that. So what we need to do is we need to work out why. Why are you going to change your habits? So we know where you're at. You're at £13,000 net worth and you have a disposable income of two and a half, three thousand pounds a month, which which is, is a lot. But what happens to most people is their cost of living just goes up in proportion to their wage increases. So if you got a pay rise tomorrow for an additional £1,000 a month, you'd probably just find a way of spending that. £12,000 a year. You might go on some nicer holidays. You might buy some nicer wine. You might eat out a bit more. You might buy some new clothes. You might upgrade your car. And then if you had another pay rise of another £1,000 a month in six months time, you'd find a way of spending that as well. And this is what most people do. It's not at all unusual, Laura, unless you change your mindset. There's an interesting statistic. Would you rather, let me let me, let me ask you this question, right? Would you rather be, all things being equal, right? Everything being equal. Would you rather be someone who has just lost it all so you've just been made bankrupt or would you be someone who's got three million pounds in the bank i feel like that's a trick question three million pounds in the bank surely yes no brainer right it's not a trick question at all 
because I said all else is equal, right? Everything else has been equal. Of course, you'd rather three grand in the bank rather than just being uh, um, bankrupted. However, now let me give you a little bit more information. The person that has just lost it all is a self-made millionaire. So they were self-made millionaire. They'd built their empire. They had 20 million until three months ago, and they've just lost it all. And the person who's got three million in the bank has just won that on the lottery five days ago. Now, which would you rather be? Um, the one that's just gone bankrupt. You can make that back. If you know how to do that, you know the process, you can do it again with your eyes closed. It happens all the time with millionaires, doesn't it? Exactly. And that's what Naval Ravikant was saying in his uh, in his book. He backs himself to, to get there uh, very, very swiftly. And do you know the stats? The stats on millionaires making it back are really positive. The stats on poor people who win the lottery going bankrupt are really, really high. Do you know, someone who has uh, very, very little money is more likely to go bankrupt after they've won the lottery. How on earth is that possible? Someone's living on five, seven hundred pounds a month on benefits. They they win a few million in the lottery and now they're more likely to go bankrupt. That makes no sense. They should be able to live for the rest of their lives on that money. But the point is they can't handle that money. Brad Sugar says this, founder of Action Coach. He says, you get, you have got the results, exactly the results that you deserve in life. And as soon as you own that, Laura, you then can start doing something about it. You can then start changing how you act, how you conduct yourself. So my first question is, what do you want? Where do you want to be in, let's say, five years time? I would really like to be doing something for myself. I don't really want to be an employee anymore. Um, As much as I love what I do now, I just want to have more freedom. Doing something you love. Yeah, doing something I love. Um, a bigger property with maybe some land would be the dream if we're talking in terms of material things. But yeah, that, that's kind of it, really. Just more freedom, like just the freedom to choose, the freedom with my time. So I can honestly say if that remains, if you remain uh, with goals as woolly as those, I can't see anything changing, Laura. So the first thing you need to do after this session is work work out what does more freedom mean? Um, do you want to retire in five years? Not, not many people actually want to retire. They might think they want to, but a lot of people who don't need to work um, really struggle with not working. And a lot of really happy people who don't need to work choose to work anyway. And so I think getting real clarity on uh, what freedom means to you. I have a lot of meetings. I can choose not to have those meetings. Uh, I think today I've got eight, nine meetings on Friday. I have no meetings because it's my son's inset day and I'm going to spend the whole day with him. That's the freedom that I have by running my own companies. But I only appreciate the Friday because I've worked hard today on the Monday. If I didn't have any meetings any of the days and it wasn't engaged and stretching my brain, you know, my brain's working pretty hard now to give you as much value as possible in this hour. Um, it wouldn't feel like uh, a novelty on Friday. It would just feel like more emptiness, you know? So it's really important to get what freedom means for you. How many hours a week do you currently work? 40. Okay. So, you know, dropping down to 10 or 20 is going to feel really, really uh, light. You know, it's going to give you a lot of extra time. The second thing is doing something I love. You need to decide what that is. What What are you passionate about? So I absolutely love sales, business development, building relationships with people, 
getting it right for people, providing that service to a really high standard. I absolutely thrive off that. I'm a very, you know, I am a people person. So that's kind of like professionally. And then personally, health and fitness are, you know, a huge part of my life. I really enjoy that. So if I could tie something in with that, I don't know. And then I've got a very creative side as well. So I really like the idea of kind of flipping properties, uh, you know, kind of going in and doing them up and and kind of making a profit that way. But I, I just don't know where to start with that. What you need to do is get really clear on what that destination is. The, the bigger property with some land, that's easy when you've got the money uh, coming in. So let me take a few steps back, Laura. Um, we talked about mindset. How much do you read nonfiction educational books? Nonfiction, not really at all, to be honest. Okay. So I think you need to start investing five hours a week in um, your personal development. So that is quality um, educational material. You can't go far wrong with books start off with books that are at least five years old and are still really highly ranked in amazon you know four and a half stars with you know a thousand reviews because they're going to be good books uh there's 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 10 new business books that come out every day so you can't read them all and it's hard to know which ones are good and which ones are rehashes of the classics but just start reading a good book uh, a month just start with that. Just get into the habit of half an hour um, reading a day, something like that. And just find a time in your schedule where instead of putting on Netflix, you just read, you know, instead of playing computer games, whatever it might be that, that you use to, to, to burn time, you start doing that. Uh, when you say uh, your, your health and fitness is healthy, uh, is, is a real priority, do you go to a gym? Yeah, I go to the gym, like always out and about, like on walks, meditate, do yoga. Like it's really Amazing. Good. So you're going to find um, mindfulness really easy then, which is good. But that time when you're um, walking, that time when you're working out at the gym, you can be listening. So you need to start listening. So I'd set yourself the goal. Do you drive much in your work? No, not at all now. Do you have a commute to work? Do you have to commute to the office? No, no, I work from home completely now. Okay, cool. Carve out a few hours a week of quality listening. I have been listening to your podcast since our call. <laughs> I have, excellent. How many hours? So when did we chat? How many days ago did we chat? Was it last week? I don't know. It might have been the week before. So let's take it, let's say 10 days. How many hours of my podcast have you listened to? I've listened to three episodes so far. Awesome. So that's like three hours or so, two and a half hours. Fantastic. Uh, how have you found it? Really, really good. The one where you spoke about um, finding out your passion and only following things that you're really passionate about and have an interest in, that was so relevant to me because like I said to you before with the saving, if I don't have a relevant reason why, or if I don't enjoy something, I'm not doing it. I can't, I cannot force myself to do something I don't enjoy <laughs> or I can't see the point to. That's really good. By the way, and this is a big learning for people that are getting into education. If you're listening to a podcast or an audio book and you're not digging it, you're not really feeling it, just stop. The, the, the worst waste of time is learning something that you're not 
enjoying that you don't need to learn. And that book might become important to you in six months, 12 months, like the number of books I reread. But at any one time, I'll probably have eight or 10 books on the go and I'll pick up whichever one I feel in the mood for. So in, at school, we're taught you must finish a book. Why? <laughs> Why must you? If you're not enjoying it or you're not getting value from it, put it down. It's fine. Because I've before now, I've forced myself to finish a book and it's taken me three months to finish it because I just, I'm never in the mood. But if I allow myself to put it down, I might read four or five books in that three months that I really enjoy. And that other book, the one I put down, might become really relevant later on. So be okay with that. The other thing, Laura, is start to build a library of books in in your house. Every book you listen to, buy it and put it on the shelf. Every book you start reading, buy it. Never, never borrow them from the library because you never know when you're going to need to go back to them. And just seeing them on your bookshelf will remind you about all the learnings you had when you read that book. And when you're thinking about, you know, I'm going to have a read this weekend, or actually I'm going to go to a spa, you know, I'm going on a holiday. I might take a business book with me. What shall I take? Um, and you scan your bookshelf. Every time you scan that bookshelf, you're reminding yourself all the lessons in those books. So that's a big one, big one for you, Laura. I, I think five hours a week, quality learning. Now you need, to, that's the first thing, mindset. Okay. So where are you going? Get really clear on your five-year goals. They're nowhere near clear enough. When you say doing something I love, you need to decide what that is. And if it's sales, how are you going to do sales? Now, I have some ideas about this, and I'll come on to it now. The second stage is three stages to this process. The se- second stage is your business. So mindset is stage one, business is stage two, and investment is stage three. And what lots of people try and do is they jump to stage three. But you have to sort out Laura Limited. And by that, I mean you, right? You are a business. You have resource. In fact, you have the same resource as everyone else, right? You've got 24 drops of time every day and you have seven days a week, etc. The only difference is some people get a much higher return on that investment of time than you do. And some people, let's be fair, get a much lower return on that time than you do. 50K a year is a pretty good return uh, globally. So, what we need to do is we need to get that business, Laura Limited, if we call it that, firing on all cylinders. And at the moment, I'm going to be really blunt. Go ahead. Thank you. I get the impression that you're just playing it safe. A 40K basic with a 10K potential bonus a year is really, really safe. And what I am going to suggest you do is back yourself more. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're 100% on commission. But the entrepreneurs are the ones that get paid, in inverted commas, 500 million pounds a year. Yeah. A billion pounds a year. It's hard to find a job that will pay you a billion pounds a year. Because in order for you to give that much value, you've got to create, you know, multiples of that value for someone else. So you are in a really fortunate position recruitment is almost pure sales, which is great. But if you're selling something that you're not massively passionate about, you're never going to fulfill your potential. So what I would say is I would think to yourself, what is it that you really would like to be doing? What would you like to be selling? Or what would you like to be teaching? Would you like to teach people to sell, for example? Or would you be better off just 
getting better at selling and and bringing more value to your employer because you're paid 50k at the moment because you bring a service a level of value to your employer that they're happy to pay 50k for but if you could bring 100k's worth of value to that employer they'll pay you 100k for it for example i did my two-year annual review so my second annual review of my pa just this morning i've raised her salary by 20 percent because in the last year, I think her last pay rise actually was May, so it's, it's less than a year, but she's worth it. She has raised her game to the extent that I've just raised her salary by 20%. She wasn't expecting it. She didn't ask for it, but boy, is she worth it. And I would say the same for you, Laura. You need to decide what you're going to earn and then go and give that much value to someone or two people and you will be paid it it's as simple as that but at the moment your mindset the way that you're investing your time for your employer etc are only worth 50k does that make sense it does yeah how do you feel about it what how do you what do you think you could be earning in one year's time to be honest if you'd have said to me two years ago that I would be earning 50k I probably wouldn't have believed you so (laughs) because you would have thought it was so high yeah it's so high yeah just um I've kind of just I don't think anyone ever means to go into recruitment it's something that a lot of people fall into and I've kind of just figured out that I'm actually really good at it and I'm good at the sales so I've kind of just followed followed along on this trajectory I wouldn't even like to hazard a guess Frank as to how much I could be on in two years time I don't know it was 12 months time but here's the thing Laura you're just going to stay where you are then and I'm not being mean unless you decide no one's going to decide for you you're, you're at the moment, and please forgive me for being direct, you're a feather on the breeze. Now, you're a very articulate, very intelligent person, but you are conforming to other people's goals rather than creating your own. And that's what you need to do, because at the moment, you haven't given me one reason for this coaching call. And so there is something motivating you because you've gone and invested three odd hours in listening to podcasts and you've gone and looked up Robert Kiyosaki and you've started saving a grand a month you know that's phenomenal um, results from an eight and a half minute telephone call you know but that's only eight and a half minutes imagine if you started investing um, and that was from a what a one hour webinar or something Um, imagine if you started investing five hours a, a week but you can invest five hours a week but unless you know why you're probably going to stop investing that and you're probably not going to make progress anywhere. That's what's really important, Laura. You have to decide what what you could be earning or what you want to be earning. I think you could double that in the next 12 months. No problem at all be earning 100 grand. But you're the only person, if you don't believe it, then you're right. If you don't believe you can achieve it, if, if you believe you're only worth 50K, then you're right. And if you believe that you're worth 100K, then you're also right. It's whatever you believe, not what I believe. But yeah, I think as an employee, you could be earning a hundred grand next uh, in the next twelve months. Here's what you need to do: you need to put a hundred percent of that fifty k extra in your bank. Not go on the nicer holiday. Not go on that. And in, if anything, I think you need to start bringing your cost of living down. So the fact you're putting a thousand pound a month away now, brilliant. Work out how it could be fifteen hundred pounds. Work out how you can really reduce your cost of living because that business Laura Limited it needs to be as profitable as possible you need to get that as profitable as you possibly can now if you get your income to a hundred grand over the next year so if you're earning call it 3k a month at the moment if you make that 6k a month now that might be a bit more than 100k salary but 
I didn't say it had to be a salary, it could be a self-employed income. But if you get that to six grand a month, you could potentially be putting four grand a month to one side. And that's profit. That's profit for Laura Limited. Okay. That's, um, and I'm trying to teach you to think of yourself like a business. So for starters, after 12 months, you're going to have 48 grand in the bank. Now just think about this for a second. That is 48,000 pounds in one year. Now, okay. It might take you a year to get there and then it takes you a year to earn 48 K. Right. So let's just for argument's sake, say two years in two years, you've saved 48,000 pounds in the last 12 years. You'd only save 13,000 pounds. Yeah. Let's just for a second look at the improvement on that, right? So we had £48,000 um, in two years. So times six is £288,000 would be the equivalent over the next 12 years. That is a massive difference on £13,000. Just trying to work out what percentage that is. It's a massive percentage more, masses bigger. So that's what you need to do, Laura. And once you've sorted that bit out, so it all starts with your mindset and that you don't do one and then the next and then the next, but you start working on your mindset and then you start looking at how can you earn more in your, how can you give more value? And then how will you earn more? And here's the thing. If you're going for safety, your earning potential is not going to be great. If someone's paying you 40 grand a year, they're only going to give you a 10 grand bonus. But how about if you went to your employer, or maybe it needs to be a different employer, and said, I'm happy to work for a 15 grand a year basic. Now, that's probably going to scare you, right? Because that doesn't cover your bills, but I bet 40K covers your bills. But now, but you're going to reduce your bills anyway. You're going to drive a smaller car. You're going to live in a cheaper apartment, etc. And now you say, yeah, but I want earning potential up to 120 grand. So tell me what would make me worth 120 grand. And you're not asking for a pay rise. You're just saying, what what work would I have to do in order for you to be delighted to pay me 120 grand? You're only paying me 15 basic, you know, so you're getting a 25 grand discount on me. Um, but what would I have to do to earn 120? And they'll give you some massive target, right? What would I have to be doing to earn 100, 80, 60, 40? And now you know, and now you can really start working out how to do that. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if you started outsourcing work in your business to an offshore virtual PA. My, my PA is in Serbia. In fact, you probably, did you speak to Sophia or did you email her? Or? Yeah, I spoke to Sophia, yeah. Yeah, so she's in Serbia and she runs my entire life for me pretty much. And yeah, I've, I've met her, it was her two-year review this morning. Uh, I've met her once in two years, but she's booking my snowboarding holiday next week with my boys. She's, um, or she organized this podcast. She, she manages my entire life for me. And so if you're someone earning 120 grand, and this is how you need to start thinking of yourself like a business, paying perhaps a grand a month for someone to help you earn 120 grand is well worth it. Does that make sense to you that that's worth it? Yeah, definitely. Had you ever thought of having a team member help you in your job that you employed? Not that I've employed. I've had kind of assistants helping me in the past, but not ever who I've employed. And that's just thinking differently, Laura. It's just thinking at the next level. That's thinking at a six-figure uh, employee level uh, as opposed to a 50K employee level. And so once that business is throwing off money, and it doesn't matter if you've got a job, people are really quick to leave a job. But if you can get a job that gives you unlimited earning potential, I, I don't think there's necessarily a reason to jump quickly because there's a lot of things that your employer is providing for you that you would have to sort out yourself. So they're currently doing marketing. 
they're currently bringing the leads into the business. Um, they're probably doing a lot of the delivery. You're probably doing the sales and you might be exceptional at sales, but you have to think to yourself, if you just got a bit better at sales, but stayed within an employed environment, could you make more money than if you went self-employed and had to do the marketing, had to do the sales, had to do the delivery, had to do the legals, had to do the compliance, you know, there's quite a lot to it. So I'd be, I'd be thinking about just the easiest and most enjoyable way of really ramping up your income. And the final part, the final leg to the three, the first one was what, what did I say the first one was? Mindset. Absolutely. What did I say the second one was? Second one is about your goals. So your reason why? It's actually your business. So you as a business. Uh, we did talk about goals and that fits into mindset for sure. But the the second one was you as a business. So Laura Limited and it throwing off spare cash as much as possible. We talked about four grand a month in 12 months time. And then the third leg to this trifecta approach, investing that four grand a month into assets. And when you play um, cash flow by Robert Kiyosaki, you'll understand what an asset is. An asset is something that puts money in your pocket every month. Those four grand a month goes into assets. Now, I'm buying a bunch of properties um, up north at the moment. The average value of those properties is under 100K. In fact, some of them are about 60K. If you buy a 60,000 pound house, you're only having to put, the bank will lend you 75%. So you're only having to put 15,000 pounds in. And then you need to pay stamp duty on 60K is 3%, £1,800. Um, and then you've got to pay legals 2.5K. So you're probably going to get that for maybe 20K. Now, if you think about it, four grand a month, five months, and you can buy an investment property. That property will make you £250 a month net, perhaps. So now you've got £4,250 a month coming in. Another five months, and you can buy another one. Now you've got £4,500 a month coming in. And you can see how you can accelerate this and accelerate this. And that's how you may not choose to do it down the route of property, but that's how you can build your passive income. That's how you can build your asset base. And of course, Instead of going on holidays and buying clothes or having nice cars, that money, that £20,000 is in property. So you've got that equity in the properties. And of course, those properties are going to go up in value. So over 10 years, what might that 60K property be worth? Or it might be worth 80K or it might be worth 100K or maybe even more. And so that's how you can then compound your wealth. So you've done the hardest bit. You've saved your first 13 thousand pounds but now you want to speed that up and you really need to speed up laura because if you fast forward 20 years and you're 50 years old at the current rate what is your net worth going to be well your net worth is going to be about forty-five thousand pounds isn't it based on 13k so far over 12 years so do you want to have forty-five thousand pounds to your name in at the age of 50 or the way i've just described it that compound effect at the age of 50 you could probably be worth five million maybe more and that's the difference. And it's it's that slight change in trajectory today. And as you know, let, let's assume you're on a on a map and you're walking north at the moment. And by the way, you don't have to walk any faster. It's not it's not harder. It's just different. It's just in a focused manner. And let's just say you're walking at three mile an hour and you're walking north, right? You're going to get to this destination if nothing changes and you've been walking three miles an hour. Um, you're going to get to this destination, which is 45K to your name in at the age of 50. And today, and you have the choice, and I think you made the choice a few days ago when we last chatted, you can just change that trajectory by like five degrees. 
So now it's not quite north, it's just slightly northeast. So it's like north, northeast, right? So you're just slightly, you're at a five degree trajectory on the map and you start walking. And obviously tomorrow, there's very little difference. You've, you've read 30 minutes of a book or you've listened to half an hour of a podcast. And then the next day you do the same. But as you start to build those habits and you know I, I probably learn a, an hour a day I wouldn't be surprised if I spend I probably do spend six or seven hours learning a week but I've been doing that since 2007 so that's 15 years of an hour a day and of course not every day but as an average oh my goodness the the compound effect of of how I approach stuff based on these are giants right these are me standing on the shoulders of of giants the compound effect of that is massive and what you'll find in 20 years time you are a long way away from the person that walked north and of course you get a bit faster if you do employ someone you get faster if you do start saving four grand a month you're you get faster and faster so now you're walking four miles an hour five miles an hour and you end up a million miles away from where you would have ended up otherwise and it really is as simple as that laura do you have any questions no uh, that's i think the problem is i've just been doing with my money what most people do with their money no one's ever gone through how to invest or what I can do with my money. Like it's just, it's just not taught to people. So you just don't know it. But now I know, and now I can go away and educate myself further on this. I feel like I am setting myself up on the right track and, you know, I will get there, but I'd, I wish that I'd started five, 10 years ago, to be honest. Yeah, I think we all do. I, by the way, I started when I was 26. So you're only four years behind me. The only difference is I'm 40 now. So I've had 14 years of this, but don't worry about it. You know, it's, um, um, it was by chance that I fell into um, understanding wealth and investing in, in myself. So I was a secondary school teacher at the age of 26. Yes. I was going to ask you, how did you sidestep from teaching in a secondary school to, to doing what you do now? There were two reasons. There was a there was a push and there was a, a pull and it's the carrot and the stick, isn't it? Carrot was I recognized how much money could be made in property. So I bought a buy to let with my very soon on. I bought my first house with my first paycheck and I bought a buy to let pretty quickly afterwards. I just saved enough uh, with my girlfriend at the time. That first buy to let made me £100 a month. My take home was only £1,400 a month as a secondary school teacher. So I realized that if I bought 13 more, I was financially free, I could retire. And, and that just consumed me then. I was like, right, I'm going to work out how to do this. And so I did. I did uh, just crack on with that. And I, I reached that level of financial freedom very, uh, very early on. By the way, I've said you need to invest 50% of your income over the next year. Yeah. Um, for many years, I invested 80 eight zero percent of my income i lived on 20 percent. i don't anymore i've loosened the purse strings and, and live a very comfortable life but i just kept my life at a very simple level i didn't care if people laughed at my car because <laughs> I, I knew what was in the bank i knew how many properties i had you know i didn't care that i wore clothes that didn't have all the right brand labels on and stuff because i knew that for every thousand pound I saved it was a thousand pound towards another house you know and and over the last couple of years where we've had double digit inflation my assets have gone up double digit inflation those designer brand trainers or sh clothes or cars um are long gone 
you know they're they're spent and and on the on the scrap pile but i'm still getting value from that money that i invested that's one of the reasons warren buffett's one of the wealthiest people in the world he just consistently invests for the long term so yeah don't beat yourself up laura but do use it as motivation like don't beat yourself up, but do beat yourself up. Be so disappointed that it's taken you this long that you never waste a day, that you never waste. I actually have this bit of a phobia, actually. It's really funny. Um, I am quite time conscious. You'll notice we started bang on time. I had a little smile when I logged on at bang on whatever time. What is it now? Yeah, at bang on 12 o'clock. I logged on and you were there waiting. I was like, ah, oh, good. You know, Laura values time. She values my time. By the way, something cropped up about quarter to 12. And I had the thought of postponing this and I was like, no, my value is that I uh, adhere to my commitments and I'm not going to mess you around with 15 minutes to go. But yeah, something cropped up that was quite urgent and important that now won't get done today because uh, I've got a full day. And the accountability, I think it's holding yourself accountable for what you've said you're going to do. And, and that is a very strong value of mine. I do always do what I say I'm going to do. And I think so many people talk the talk, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty, they don't follow through. I agree. I've just had a session uh, 11 till 12 today where, so literally just before uh, I finished, I finished it about three minutes before this interview and I was coaching some of my clients on the fact that last Monday they all said they'd do something and um, some of them didn't. And a week on, they haven't done what they said they were going to do. And, and it is massive. Before we wrap up, I just want to go back to my phobia of wasting time. I'm always on time. Well, I, I will move heaven and earth to be on time. There are instances when I'm late, but often I'm kept waiting or, you know, um, things don't go to plan. You know, you're on a train and then you miss a connection. And you're sat there for an hour. I have... Like I have a serene sense of it'll be absolutely fine so long as I can use that time productively. If I'm caught without my laptop, without my day book, or without a book to read, it eats me up how inefficient, oh, what a waste this is. I will then look at my phone and think, right, who's waiting to call for me? Who can I call that will add value? You know, WhatsApp messages, who can I respond to with a WhatsApp? But if I can't do any of those things, it's like, oh, I, I, I feel a sense of waste. And I think if you can get to that stage where, not not when I'm relaxing, by the way, if I'm relaxing, that's cool. I'm 100% relaxing. But if I'm working or traveling, for example, for work, then I'm 100% working, 100% focused. And it's, I think it's important to to be that focused. If if you want, you know, if you want extraordinary results, you are extraordinary, Laura, because you're on this call. How many people did I make that offer to? And you're the only one that took me up on it. You know, you're already in that 1%. But you know what? That was the 1% last week. Are you going to be in the top 1% this week? Because one one week don't do anything. And you need to be in the top 1% the next week and the next week. And, and whether that is getting up at, at 6 a.m. when it's still dark outside and going for a run, or whether that is being at the gym and instead of watching the rubbish TV that they put on at the gym, you've got headphones on and you're listening to a podcast, you know, whether it's booking a Zoom, traveling by train somewhere so that you can have a Zoom meeting rather than driving where you can't have a Zoom meeting. It, 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 it's There's a million ways it manifests itself, but it's just holding yourself to that higher standard. So, Laura, I hope that has um, helped you. Tell me three things you're going to do as a result of this call moving forwards. First things first, I need to go and find out my net worth. And then I'm going to start reading books. And then I am going to carry on with the saving. 
carry on saving. Awesome. I'm going to suggest uh, some to you because those aren't going to get you the results you need. Um, The first is you need to set your five-year and one-year goals. That's the first one. The second one is you need to uh, invest a minimum of five hours a week in education, quality education. You might have said that one. Five-year, 12, sorry, five-year goals and 12-month goals. I might have said year, but five-year goals and 12-month goals, five hours a week in education and start saving 25% of your monthly take-home every month every month 25% and in your 12 month goals that needs to rise to at least 50% and the only way you can get to 50 is you you can only save so far and then you've got to go earn more haven't you you can't save 100 grand a, a year if you're only paid 50 grand a year does that make sense so um that will really help you so yeah those are my suggested goals here's my challenge to you Laura come back to me in six months report your results tell me how close you are to earning 100k um, how much you've saved, how much your net worth has gone up by, and how many hours in total you have invested in your education uh, in that six-month period. And here's the deal. Um, if you do that, I will give you another free uh, coaching session. How about that? Amazing. You should see the smile on my face right now. Thank you. <laughs> absolute pleasure. Best of luck with it, Laura. And guys, if you're listening to this and you've thought that's been helpful, then uh, I'm glad that we've uh, been able to uh, to help you on this journey. Guys, until next time. Happy investing. Thanks, Laura. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.